You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center in Tallahassee, Florida. We are a Jesus-centered community of Scripture, Faith, and Grace, located on the campus of Florida State University. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes in order to show us what a sacrifice can do. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, happy Anzac Day. Now, most of you probably have no idea what Anzac is, uh, unless you are of, you know, Australian descent, or, or if you're a Kiwi, if you're from New Zealand, uh, you have no idea what, what Anzac Day is, but today is a really big day in those two countries. Uh, it's a really big day in those two countries, because Anzac Day, it's, it's an acronym, it stands for Australia, New Zealand Army Corps, uh, and and it comes from. It's one of their their holidays that they celebrate uh, that has to do with their national history. And so, uh, what Anzac Day is is that people from Australia and New Zealand, uh, people that were in their newly formed armed forces, because both of them came under uh, the the rule of uh, of the British Empire, and 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 they just newly formed their armed forces in both of those countries. And and World War One broke out, and, and uh, in, in 1915, on April 25th, members of their armed forces, members of their army, ended up in what is t- today Turkey, in the Ottoman Empire, and they ended up there, and, and they, they waged war in that place for a year, and they ended up losing Actually, and so, so it's kind of a strange holiday in, in some ways in that uh, you had most of the people that were in those army corps, most of those people passed away during that year, either from sickness or from the actual war itself, from, uh, from acts of violence or, or whatever it was. And, and so it, it's this interesting holiday that, that's celebrated because it remembers a defeat, and the line that goes along with Anzac Day, the, the sort of tagline for the holiday is, lest we forget. The idea there is, is that uh, we shouldn't forget what those people did. And so in a lot of ways, it, it's sort of like some of our American holidays. They, we think that as well. When we think about things like Armed Forces Day, when we think about Veterans Day, when, uh, w- when we think about Memorial Day, and, and when we think about all sorts of different things uh, that involve our armed forces and the sacrifices that were made. And so today... Across Australia and New Zealand, there are people that are putting little red poppies into memorial markers because it's Anzac Day. And that's what you do on Anzac Day, lest you forget the sacrifice that those people made. And that sacrifice, they, they, they see it as being a sacrifice that not only gave the people of Australia and New Zealand a, a, a place, a, a part to play in, in the world's history, but it also eventually sort of gave them a, a degree of independence in, in the way that their nations uh, be, began to, to work after the First World War. And so as we start to think about 
what it is to be in this Sunday of Easter, this Good Shepherd Sunday. Uh, we think about it in terms of uh, lest we forget, lest we forget what the sacrifice was that Jesus made. And it can be easy to lose that sometimes in the middle of Easter. Because Easter is this time where we celebrate that uh, Jesus rose from the dead. And yet, uh, there, there's sometimes where we can kind of disconnect that Jesus rose from the dead and the fact that he was dead in the first place. Uh, there can be this sort of disconnect that happens when we think about Jesus just being raised and not think about Jesus dying on the cross, which necessitated his raising. And so it's important for us to not separate Good Friday and Easter completely, even recognizing that they're, they're different things, but they're a part of a cohesive whole. And that's what Jesus is talking about in this gospel reading. That's what Jesus is telling his disciples in a sort of shrouded way as he tells them what it is that he is there to do. Here in John 10, Jesus is uh, quite a bit away from actually being crucified himself, but he's giving his disciples the heads up about what it is to be a good shepherd. And what it is to be a good shepherd is that the good shepherd, well, the good one, he lays his life down for the sheep. He's not like the hired hand. The hired hand, he sees the wolf coming, and the hired hand runs away because he is only there in order to pick up a paycheck. The hired hand isn't there really for the sheep, but cares nothing for the sheep. The sheep are just the way to him living out his life. It's just his way to his paycheck, and Jesus differentiates himself from that. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep because I love the sheep. Because I am there for the sheep. I will go to that cross. I will lay down my life of my own accord and I will take it back up again because of this great love. That great love then gets mirrored in John's later epistle, this letter that he's writing to a collection of churches that are around where he is based out of, which is the, the city of Ephesus that uh, Paul wrote to, and, and we call that book the Ephesians, and, and this is a little bit later. So uh, uh, John is sort of the bishop of Ephesus, and, and uh, what John does is he writes this uh, sort of sermon letter out to uh, a whole bunch of the, the different churches that are around him in order to explain a little bit more about who this Jesus guy is and then how that affects our lives. And so here in 1 John 3, John almost sort of paraphrases Jesus. He, he says that this good shepherd, well, we know that he loves us because what love does is that it lays down its life for those whom it loves. 
And then it goes into this sort of strange series of cycles that maybe starts to get a little bit dizzying as we read it. Because as Lutherans, in, in some ways, we're used to sort of these neat categories called law and gospel. Uh, we're, we're used to the, these categories where uh, the law, the law points out our sins. The law points out when things are wrong. The, the law points out where, what we need to stop, what we need to start, and uh, points out where we haven't done those things. And then we, we've got this other thing of the gospel. And, and the gospel is, is the stuff that tells us that everything's going to be okay because of Jesus. The gospel tells us that we can rest easy. The gospel tells us to look to Christ. The gospel tells us that we are freed from sin and that we can do things that we have no business doing. Like talking to the Father and loving one another. And here in First in John, we, we have that, that cycle going over and over and over again. And, and it gets a little bit dizzying because John says both things like, well, if, if you don't care for the people that are put around you, if you don't care for your brother, if you don't show them manifest demonstrations of love, well, then you are not in Christ that your heart condemns you. And we feel that. We feel that when, when we recognize our own sin, when we recognize especially those sins of omission, those sins where we have neglected to do the good things that we know that we ought to because we are people who Christ sacrificed for. Those are the things that oftentimes make us feel guilty. They're the things that make us feel even shameful about who we are because we've neglected to love certain people in a way that is befitting the love that we've received from God. And yet, John also gives us plenty of gospel in, in that letter. John, John tells us that if, if our hearts don't condemn us, well, well, then we're okay in front of God, that, that we're all right. And, and so we, we start to go, well, John, how do I get to this place where my heart doesn't condemn me? And the place that we get to go where our heart doesn't condemn us is to simply remember the fact that we have a shepherd who did everything perfectly. A shepherd who did lay down his life for us. A shepherd who did not neglect to show manifest love toward us. And who in his dying on the cross forgave us all of our sins. Not just the sins of the things that we have done. Because as guilt-inducing and shameful as those things are sometimes, I think sometimes the thing that creates the most sense of guilt and shame in us at times is simply this sort of haunting feeling that I haven't done enough. I haven't done enough in order to show that love to my neighbor. I haven't done enough in order to show that love to the people around me. I haven't done enough in order to do the things that I need to do. And to that, John tells us, 
don't let your heart condemn you. Because it's not condemned. Now your heart, well, it should probably convict you. Your heart probably should point out where you are in error. Your heart should be thinking about those sins of omission and those things that you can say, okay, that is stuff that I should be doing. But don't let that slip into condemnation. Conviction is one thing. It's something that tells us, hey, there's something here that we can fix. But condemnation puts us into a place where we start to think that we can't fix it anymore. And that's where John doesn't want us to go. That's where Christ doesn't want us to go. Because what Christ wants from us is for us to remember. Christ wants us to remember that he laid down his life for us as our good shepherd. And so the tagline of today in Australia and New Zealand, the slogan that is spoken by people in those two countries to one another all throughout today can become our slogan today. Lest we forget. Lest we forget the sacrifice of Christ. Lest we forget. Let us remember this good shepherd year after year and month after month and day after day. Let us have our own Anzac Day, but instead of remembering armed forces, let us remember the one who spread out his arms for us on the cross. So let us not forget, but let us remember that this good shepherd lays down his life for us. And because of that, we can lay down our lives for others. But don't pay attention to that as much, lest you forget and slip into condemnation. But may you always be healed by the Lord who came into your life in order to forgive your sins. And bring you into life eternal. Amen.